Comics in the combat zone Comics in the combat zone Usually we make you laugh But now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes Hey there everybody and welcome to the Comics in the Combat Zone This is week 3 covering all of the CZW events in order Barbed Wire Brawl, April 24th, 1999, Mantua, New Jersey, CZW Arena. Once again, Ben, now I would say this is maybe the, being the, the biggest slog so far, you know? Yeah, no, I, I thought the same, to be honest. It was it was pretty tough to get through. Um, not because it was, like, overly bad. I don't know, maybe that was why it was a bit of a slog, because it wasn't hilariously bad. <laughs> yeah, they, so they're sort of smoothing it out a bit, but it's also, like, the honeymoon period's over a bit. We're used to the arena, we're used to the aesthetic. And yeah, I just and this was also clocked in at two hours, which the I know last week was ninety minutes, and I think the week before was a bit shorter too. They had to get their shit in; it was very important, clearly here. Yeah, I think the uh, I do think the matches, a couple of the matches went on way too long. <laughs> yeah, way too long. I mean, I I like doing less matches, but you just do ninety minutes and have five matches, and then just have them be quite short, and then obviously your main event. Yeah, and I mean they're, they they they. I would say in the first one it was almost like too short. Like every match felt like under five minutes. Yeah, well, they, they, they that's probably about as know. much as they could do, I guess. Yeah, they just yeah they were not maybe the maybe the problem is yeah they're too athletic now and like <laughs> yeah when it, when you're getting gas you can only have three minute matches. Cause like last week there was just loads of four minute matches. Yeah, and they did they did a lot of that ECW thing where one match like bleeds into the other. Yeah, and sort of I think there's a bit of that tonight too. So it's sort of it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, we're back in this ECW arena. I'd say the crowds always look the same. I wouldn't be surprised if every crowd's been like 80% the same people if not more so yeah. you know what I mean it feels like a lot of friends of the wrestlers a lot of people like you know bringing their kids every month it's like a monthly outing oh yeah 100% yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me yeah mm. if it was like this is the thing they have in the calendar I'm like <laughs> well CZW next next month again yeah well and for context so I watched this one pretty stoned I just had, <laughs> just had the day off I got baked and watched it and I almost don't know if I should be doing that because it does put like funnier glasses on it where yeah, the offensively bad shit isn't as, you know, offensive to the eyes when you're stoned and laughing. It's a good dynamic because I was sober. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see how uh, how our interpretations match up. Yeah, because as the show went longer and the weed wore off, I was finding myself just like, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get into this one. Once again in the CCW arena, uh, like I said, I teased it last week, but next week they seem to be an outside show, so I think we will get a different venue. But this was sort of the third one in this spot. Um, and yeah, on the third try, they get the start pretty good. It's the best start so far. The lights aren't flashing on and off like they were last week. Because the effect they're going for is, you know, the spotlights that are, like, going up and down in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, you've seen that before. But they never nailed it. They always have the lights just flashing on and off. Well, yeah, it's prob- probably because the spotlight is just a dude with, like, a thousand cal- like candle torch just beaming it off and on <laughs> yeah exactly uh so the ring announcer is actually like pumping up the crowd he's realized his job is also warm up not to just awkwardly sort of stumble through a sentence when we don't know what's going on uh, and then made a clean cut to like the spotlight on the entrance uh two guys enter and i couldn't even see like i didn't realize this was justin justice Payne and nick gage because Nick Gage still looks very far from like the Nick Gage will come to know. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Like he's still got the fading hairline, but he doesn't want to give it up, so he's like not shaved his head yet. Yeah, he's not. He's not b- bold enough to go bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Justice Payne, despite being sort of their franchise guy, they're building around, really doesn't have like a star quality to him. He really comes across like a skinny sort of 
just like yeah. skateboarding guy. Yeah, like, yeah. And so both these guys come out with belts, and I was like, what is this? Like, did they make two world titles and just not tell us, like, in between? Because Justice Payne, as far as we know, hasn't won any titles in the last show. Nick Gage, obviously, winning the inaugural CZW Royal Rumble uh, to become champion. So I knew he was the world champ, but I'm like, did these guys win the tag titles? Like, this was very strange, you know? It was yeah, already, maybe, like, not setting the scene well for me. Maybe maybe Justice Payne was just jealous and, like, got his own belt made so they could walk out together. <laughs> it sort belt. of feels like that. And and from what people say about Justice Payne from this time, he was, like, sort of this weird ego-driven guy, mm. whereas Nick Gage is more about wanting to wrestle and wanting to just, you know, put on a show and get Focus violent. On it. Yeah. Justice, <laughs> yeah. Justice Payne wanted to be the superstar, and he yeah. sort of did fancy himself, like, the, the franchise player of CZW. But I, we will get, like, an explanation later on. It just wasn't apparent at first. So Justice Payne starts by cutting this awful stumbling promo. Uh, and he's trying to explain that, if you remember at the end of last month, they set up what was meant to be a six-man tag of Lobo, uh, Zandig, and their bodyguard, uh, Sledge. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Gage, Payne, and a, an unnamed woman they just kept referring to <laughs> yeah. last week. Uh, but they actually named her this way. The... He called her uh, the hardcore whore angel. Uh, it's probably better to remain unnamed, <laughs> like, in, in retrospect. <laughs> do you think that was her choice of a name, or do you think that Justice Payne just sort of dubbed her that in, in the spot? <laughs> I think they told her, and she was like, yeah, that, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> fine, fine, whatever, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Justice uh, gives this long sort of rambling explanation on how Sledge was attacked backstage, but it had nothing to do with me and Nick, just, just you believe that. And then he's like, and then Angel, Mr. Flight. So those two aren't going to be part of this match. <laughs> yeah, it was very, I mean, I guess it was very odd because I was like, is this real? Are they keeping up they, the last bastion of kayfabe? I was like, what's going on with this entire thing? And are, now apparently there's rules part of it. Cause like, oh, they've been stripped of the title. It's like, oh, there's rules now in, in the wrestling show. I guess they've moved on. Yeah, exactly. I am surprised they acknowledged it at all instead of just doing the tag match yeah. without any explanation. But, like, Justice Payne is such an unnatural, like, so bad at promos that he really, like, stumbled this out. I almost had to rewind it to sort of figure out what was going on. Uh, and it's not like you really know who the guys he's talking about are. But it makes the match in the main event, him and Gage versus Zandig and Lobo, which probably is an objectively better match, uh, just given how inexperienced all these wrestlers are. I mean, one less person to, yeah, to well, worry about is probably better. Don't want to hurt the hardcore whore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then there's two children I noted in the front row just <laughs> ferociously heckling Justice Payne throughout his entire promo. There's a, there's a lot of heckling in this in this um <laughs> in this pay-per-view. Like I don't know if it's I guess where the cameraman was, but there was a lot of uh words said for sure that you can hit over her. It's it's got the real open mic vibe whereas normally at a comedy show like heckling is a dickhead move 100% of the time. But at an open mic, when like the the alcoholics that are always at the bar never ask for your show, yeah, and then you're presenting them terrible comedy. Sometimes you'll get the moment where the heckler is actually in the right. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's always bad when the heckler is the funniest thing about your set. You're just like, I oh, never mind, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, and it felt like that sort of. Uh, and then Justice Payne, like a second later, said something like, "You shut the fuck up," and the kids were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. Like, you could tell hearing the f word was like a big deal to the kids, you know. Um, then Justice Payne says, fuck this, we aren't even wrestling tonight. Why, why would we even entertain this match? What are we when senior referee Rob Hortog, <laughs> Hartog sorry, steps up to the plate and says, if they don't wrestle, they'll be stripped of those mystery yes. titles yeah, that yeah, you that were referring it. to. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Gage just lays out Hortog. So I guess uh, 
there aren't really rules. You can just fucking lay them out. Yeah, that was... Uh, it was just out of nowhere. I guess they just don't like him. Like, I guess... <laughs> like, Gage, I think, just calls someone fat as well. So maybe he just has a problem with bigger people. Yeah, he's always he's always on about the fat. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Considering- he always lays decks out people where I'm not sure if that's in the script or if he's just taking it upon himself. Yeah. Because there's a John Moxley shoot interview years, like, well after this was recorded. Where he's saying Gage would get so involved and in the moment that he'd almost just you'd be tough to control and he'd be really violent or like unsafe in the ring. But they'd also say he'd just deck people and they'd have to watch him around the crowd and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then out of nowhere, Billy Baja, who we were happy to see after last week, we thought might have been paralyzed or had a broken neck. He walked out, ran out here, seeming pretty fine. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe they just brought him out just so we know he was okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he ate a chair immediately. It was like never seen again. Uh, and then that's when Zandig and Lobo uh, arrive with the barbed wire bat uh, held by Lobo. And they chase them out of the ring. And then they do, like, a literal... I timed it. It was, like, a literal two-minute pose-off, like Hulk Hogan. Uh, you can tell Zandig is just drinking in every cheer and bit of adulation. He just loves being this guy. Yeah, I think they're an interesting dynamic. I mean, firstly, Lobo's wearing a Venom shirt, which <laughs> completely breaks... You know, that's not canon. Um... <laughs> But yeah, like the, their vibes is definitely like the jock has adopted a nerd basically to protect because he's yeah. Zandig's just this massive guy, just built surfer, and then yeah, Lobo's just this nerd in a Venom shirt. He's yeah. just like, hey guy, yeah, yeah that's when, my big brother. <laughs> when Lobo eventually goes to shoot up the school, Zandig would be the guy, <laughs> yeah. the guy he spares yeah. like, under the desk. Like, he was okay. always so nice. Yeah, he told <laughs> he told Zandig not to come in the next day. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so then after the pose-off, Lobo begins a promo, giving Justice Payne a run for his money for shittiest promo of the show in the first segment. Yeah, very uncharismatic. Uh, yeah, just awful. He says, Angel didn't miss a flight. She's actually waiting at my house because me and Zandig have been banging her all day long. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, uh, Zandig might have been banging her, but you've been watching. You're in the cupboard dressed as Venom. Like, That's exactly 100%. it. Yeah, yeah. Zandig, Zandig's totally the type of guy who'd suggest tag-teaming a girl <laughs> and then just fuck her all by himself. Make you jerk off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a 10-minute segment. I have written here it felt like 20. I guess they were going for like the WWE Raw sort of like promo open. Really bad stuff here. Like, uh, their wrestling was outdone by their promos (laughs) (laughs) this week. Uh, Do you have anything to add there, or was that just... No, that pretty much covers it. I mean, yeah, and then the baseball bats, they appear to, like, threaten crowd members with the barbed baseball bat, (laughs) and I presume those are children that they're threatening with a baseball bat. Like, I don't know, I guess Zandig's just like, that's how I was brought up. Just, you know, Dad brought out the baseball bat with barbed wire on, yeah. (laughs) But Lobo, Lobo seems like a fan favorite to the kids. The kids really seem to like Lobo. Like, at one point, one yells out, you rule, and he's like, I do rule. (laughs) Like, this moment. Uh, So Lobo, I mean, they're all bad wrestlers, but Lobo at least seems to have some sort of fanfare. Uh, Then we get the hard cut, come back, the ring announcer is finally in the ring, introducing the wrestlers and giving context for matches. This felt like a fucking big moment for CCW as far as like, oh, I know why they're coming out and I know what it's for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the, I mean, I like the, I like the announcer. He's dressed like purple, so he looks like Bruce Campbell from Spider Man. <laughs> Spider when he's like the wrestling announcer. So yeah, it was good. It was a lot better on that sort of stuff. They got that mm-hmm. that side of it right, you know, and improved upon like introducing wrestlers and like actually being able to hear the announcer and things like that. So. Yeah, totally. The sound quality was fine. I think this purple suit the ring announcer is wearing is going to be like Rick Blades, uh, like red gi. Yeah, and, like it's his one expensive outfit. <laughs> and we're probably yeah. gonna see it every week. It's his, uh, it's 
his granddad's who it was his great granddad's and it was his great 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 it's been <laughs> yeah. passed down this purple suit his, his dad died in that suit <laughs> yeah uh, so he says the ring announcer this is going to be a triple threat match for the iron man belt number one contendership so the winner uh going on to face lobo uh probably probably next month you would imagine uh, and this then this guy comes out these two guys uh diablo macabre which is maybe my least favorite wrestling name i've ever heard in my life yeah. this makes you want to fucking like clench Diab- your fist yeah. how how cringy that name is nothing on l lizard like that's <laughs> no, the only one for me yeah i love l lizard who yeah. wasn't i don't think he was on this show it's a bit of sadly a not no yeah <laughs> uh so diablo comes out and starts immediately cutting this terrible promo uh and man it just the most hateable guy i always talk about he's like dj you you cut that music off when i fucking tell you to yeah because it's weird because I, I the music stops and then comes back on or something and then yeah he just yells at him and yeah usually yeah. it's the wrestler saying cut that music yeah he came in the music stopped and then he got angry and was like <laughs> fucking <laughs> play, that <laughs> play that music again yeah <laughs> stupid and so he's out with this guy midnight uh who was just apparently i thought his bodyguard or valet or whatever it turns out apparently these two guys are like a regular tag team on whatever like bumfuck indie scene <laughs> is below czw and uh he's like i don't know why the booker man wouldn't put us in a tag team title match and said he wants us to put over his, this young kid like ostensibly spoiling the match yeah I, I think he was going for a brian pillman type thing using the term booker man but it was really just fucking lame this felt like vince russo like uh, trying to make it seem like he's breaking kayfabe, but it's just like, what, what is this? Like, why are we watching this? Yeah, it was. he wasn't... I think that's what really slowed down, made it feel so long, is the promos are just so bad. Like, these guys mm. just... I mean, and it's harder to teach than wrestling, I'd say. Like, obviously, there's <laughs> like... You know, it's tough being athletic and all that, but you've got to have a little something that is hard to teach when it comes to promos and charisma and things like that, and most of these guys do not have it. Yeah, not to make too much of an aside here, but it is funny that, like, CCW, uh, upon conception, was sort of written off as this backyard junkie backyard bullshit, uh, where it's just guys hurting themselves with no talent. And the lack of death matches so far and the amount of, like trying to put on a professional show, trying to do actual matches with yeah. stipulations, trying to do promos. It's surprising because I feel like they would just be better served doing the fucked up spots and, like, the violence. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the thing is, like, it probably would have, but I think maybe it would have burned brighter, but not as long. Like, it's been going, like, a lot longer probably than anyone expected. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and it shows they aren't just guys who hate wrestling and love the, the hardcore shit. Like, backyard wrestlers have always been painted as these guys who don't even like wrestling almost. Yeah. They just like violence. But these guys all clearly like wrestling. I mean, to yeah, put this time 100%. and effort in. Yeah, yeah, to, to really go for it. Which is about the only positive thing I can say about them. But at least, <laughs> yeah. at least they love wrestling. They're like us, everybody. A for effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that leads to... And again, they say this is a triple threat match, so I'm assuming two more people are coming down. Like, I think Diablo and Midnight are sort of like a pairing. Yeah. Uh, and then TCK, I guess the young upstart they're trying to push, comes out. And then the bell rings, and you find out, oh, it's actually Diablo versus Midnight versus TCK. Uh, so these guys showed up as a tag team and just got put in a triple threat together. And yeah, I, I, I could see why they'd be like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the match begins. Exciting stuff. Oh, and sorry, TCK, if you forget, he was on the first show. And he sort of seems like a guy they're trying to push. So it sort of makes sense. He comes out with the camo pants and the garbage can. And you're like... A lot of good garbage can. But, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> tra- trash can for Americans and bin if yeah. you're English like me. But, yeah, a lot of good bin work this match i'd say <laughs> yeah the garbage bin was like the weapon of the show tonight yeah yeah it, 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 yeah it would make a lid. lot of appearances 
Um, so then both Diablo and Midnight jump TCK and the bell rings. It's, yeah, at this point I realize these are the competitors. They start beating his ass with a, like a walking stick, which would hurt. So, like everyone talks about the cane, the Singapore cane. I don't think a Singapore cane would have shit on a walking stick. Yeah. Like a solid wooden stick. Especially, yeah, when it doesn't break and it, you're just hitting someone with it. You're like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't fake that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then the street sign, which would probably be like a one on the pain scale, I, I imagine. We used to do that with cookie sheets when we were kids. It's yeah. Like aluminum, essentially. Um, so they're beating the shit out of them. Then out of nowhere, TCK hits his comeback with the double clothesline. The classic, like, ducks under their clothesline, then flying clotheslines him. Uh, he cracks Diablo with the trash can for a big pop. <laughs> uh, and then again, it's like in classic, these guys, like... It's not how the match is meant to be built. It's just bad psychology. Like, he's in the middle of running wild, and then he just gets, like, punched. Or, no, a low blow, sorry. And then they start doing it all over again, beating the shit out of him. Um, and then, out of nowhere, they start staple gunning him, which gets no reaction again. I was like, this was the weapon they built up last month is, like, the most violent thing. Yeah. Uh, they staple gun him twice. No one really reacts, and then they just move on, you know? Yeah, I think it's odd to have that. Uh, I don't know, but I guess that's why it was weird to have the staple gun be the big ladder thing. Because then when you just give someone a staple gun, yeah. like, I don't know, you're just like, oh, like, it's not actually this <laughs> mythical weapon. Like, everyone's just got running around with a staple gun. Lobo's bloody got a staple gun on him. Everyone's got one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're really a dime a dozen. Maybe they filled the arena with, like, staple guns after almost losing the one staple gun <laughs> yeah. last month. Um, so the referee begins counting to five. Uh, when Midnight literally yells at him, there's no rules, to which Hartog yells, there's lots of rules, leaving us, the audience, still confused as to what the rules are. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a triple threat, like, because traditionally, triple threat matches are no DQ, because who are you going to DQ? Like, yeah. one guy? It doesn't make sense. So these are, like, meant to be no DQ matches. Um, they're beating down TCK more. Uh, Midnight does, like, the laziest Bronco Buster to tck and then when he's like sitting on his chest basically he starts like giving the weakest punches yeah, this match it? was quickly turning into dog shit yeah there was there was a lot of that this i mean we'll get to it with other matches and stuff but just lots of pull punches and just like clearly like they're not they don't know how to make it look real so it's just like <laughs> lots of feigning and things like that yeah it's like what you would do with your friends yeah like, after monday night raw um, so yeah, TCK chases kids away out of their chairs and then uses one of their chairs to headshot both guys. Uh, then he sets, uh, it's one of those extremely measured springboards to the outside where he's only got like a few, <laughs> like, maybe a foot and a half to actually land it. Uh, but you know, TCK is getting good reactions. He doesn't look like, uh, you know, he's middle of the pack as far as how good of a wrestler he is on this show. He's not yeah. like embarrassingly bad or anything. Yeah, he's he's the he's the jobber. He's uh, within the CCW realm. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to build him a bit, but yeah, he's a fine. When he's one of the six pillars of your <laughs> Yeah, we're going to keep adding pillars, I think, to this. <laughs> well, no, there were six original, uh, you know, uh, students, and he was one of those ones. I, I don't even know if he'll be here a year from now, but we'll see what the TCK story leads us. Uh, both men are bleeding in ring. Uh, by both men, I mean Diablo and TCK. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I assume these guys are just blading themselves when no one's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then TCK hits the X-Factor, another shout-out to X-Pac in this match, on the chair to pin Diablo clean, which he spoiled at the start of the match. Seven minutes, 30. Uh, and I have written here, not terrible stuff. No, yeah, I, I wrote fine. Yeah, like, like I said, lots of good bin work. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, it wasn't anything too bad. I mean, apart from the promo at the start and things like that. But yeah, I thought it was alright. Fun yeah, enough. I'm, I'm no like, uh, I sort of don't like the Dave Meltzer star system ever since he like blew it up by just adding stars sort of randomly. Yeah, yeah. But if, if you were like 
to re- see any match on this reach like two stars traditionally, I'm very impressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's, and this was maybe a star and a half. That's like yeah. a Kenny Omega set. To give it two stars, like a Kenny Omega seven. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. mad. Exactly. Uh, and then I was also surprised because every triple threat match on every show up to this is like I always expect the match to keep going now because it's always just an elimination. Yeah. But this was just a straight triple threat, so the match was over. Uh, and then yeah, and then any, afterwards. Lobo comes out to congratulate him. Lobo, uh, of course, another one of the six pillars. <laughs> and then I don't know where he just cheap shots TCK, like with the belt, like a heel. Yeah. When again, I'm like, aren't these the baby faces in the main event? Like, well, I, mean, I'm, I guess he's got the Venom shirt on, so we should know that he's mm-hmm. a bad guy. But it almost felt like uh, like hazing, where it's like, uh, like if the freshman gets a win, like the yeah. seniors will still fucking kick him down just to show Give that they're the seniors. Yeah. Uh, even though Lobo's, like, got no tenure to speak of <laughs> yeah. as a pro wrestler. Like, he's awful. One day you'll be like me, kid. <laughs> yeah, and then after, Lobo t- begins another meaningless promo. And you can just tell these guys love hearing themselves talk. I wouldn't be surprised if he was just riffing here. Yeah, I guess maybe they have sick this CZW sicko fans or whatever. But, yeah, there's a lot of promo and a lot of shouting and a lot of, yeah. Yeah, for like, there's nothing, he didn't like progress a story, didn't set up a match with TCK, he was just like talking shit. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, Cut, and here we get John Dahmer again. This is maybe the biggest week so far for John. (laughs) You can see Ben's grimace there when I mention his name. Yeah, I think he's like, I, his suit's getting smaller, like it's it's shrinking (laughs) He's gaining weight. Yeah, I guess, Yeah. yeah, and it's, yeah, he's... I, I've never have I been like I wish he had the same charisma as Jeffrey Dahmer. I wish he'd taken some of that from Jeffrey Dahmer, not just the name. Yeah, this guy. This is totally the guy who thinks he's the funniest guy in the group, but he's just a douchebag. Yeah, he's, he's actually the guy everyone in the group hates and makes fun of when he's not around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he comes out with a microphone and a female valet who I don't know if we ever got a name of. And just like you said, uh, I have written here. This promo was like devoid of charisma. It was brutal. Yeah, uh, he's like. Uh, I'm gonna change Urkel's name from Urkel to Example. That was so bad. I I winced. (laughs) I mean, I am fine with puns, but that is one of the worst I've ever heard. Like, if if you don't get it, because he's gonna make Example out of him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then the crowd are just like, chanting chanting Urkel, because that's Mm -hmm. what they like. Well, and then he goes after a kid in the audience who (laughs) calls him a a fat (laughs) F-word. Yeah, the two (laughs) F-words. The The six-letter F-word, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I put, he called a, a kid the F word, fat, and the other F word. Like, that is incredible. And especially considering what he looks like. Like, he's yeah. been eating a lot of the body of the Christ. Not, <laughs> like, I'm a big guy as well, so I'm not fat shit. But, like, dude, come yeah. on. Like, And not to be homophobic, but you're wearing all leather. <laughs> yeah, You're like well, a leather daddy. Yeah, and you're like a reverend. Like, the like the weirdest stripper. Yeah, of course. It's very bizarre that from him. That would be the insult, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was thinking maybe it's the guy who like fought this guy or pie faced. Remember last month, this audience member oh, like, yeah, pie yeah. faced him. Like maybe he was getting his that wrestler of the the season so far. That guy <laughs> got who pie faced him. Yeah, I want to see bad things happen to John Dahmer in future episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at this point, it's Sensational One, or Urkel, I guess, at this point, comes out. And he's like, I'm not Urkel. My name's Sensational One. And th- then he tells John Dahmer to send his bitch to the back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> again, just like this lady who happens to be standing there with John. Uh, there's no woman who gets, like... Really bad this week. A positive to word towards her. Yeah. yeah really, <laughs> really, really bad. And I think some there's someone drops a 
like an end bomb as well in the over over I heard I heard that in the crowd yeah. too and it was just ugly yeah like it wasn't one of the like something he yelled out it felt like a buddy sort of whispering to yeah yeah because you can like just hear it like and he, they like giggle and you're like oh, all right yeah it's fucking gross yeah. I'm glad no because what I will say is there is like obviously this is all coming from an ugly place but the crowd never really gets on board with the really best like whenever yeah. anyone attempts like a homo chant it never really gets anywhere they just start yeah they just do Taco Bell again or whatever or Taco yeah. Bell which I guess you could say is pretty offensive. But, like, if there were, like, an N-word chant, I'd yeah, like, no, yeah, absolutely. Th- that's really fucked up. I wouldn't yeah. want to watch it at that point, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but that being said, that's not to excuse. It is sort of all fucked yeah. up. Um, but it's almost become, like, Sensational One's mentioning the Urkel thing and stuff now. Which, I again, that all might make more sense if he was a heel. But now they're presenting him against John Dahmer as this baby face, so... Yeah. And to be fair, the kids are, like, chanting for Urkel. They're rooting for Urkel. I mean, you would. This guy, Dharma's <laughs> the worst. He's, like, the, he's he's somehow overtaken the other Dharma as the worst Dharma. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, so, yeah, the children are loving the Urkel chant. Or, Ur- I, I wrote here Urkel. I shouldn't. Sensational one. Sorry. Maybe if Sensational one was a better name. Urkel wouldn't yeah. be so easy to pick up. It's sensation. very long, the sensational one, isn't it? Like, it's a I guess, terrible wrestling yeah, the, There's no way to show it, like, I don't know. I'm sure whatever his real name is would be we'll, a better Yeah, maybe name. we should look that up. Yeah, we'll look it up. I'm sure there's no postings. But this guy doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, we'll just call him Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave the, the wrestler. Sensational Dave. <laughs> so, yeah, um, sensational one's beating him in a bit with his flashy offense. I will say his he goes for this huge splash every week in the corner. It always looks good. He's... He's clearly got a very high vertical jump. Yeah, I, he needs. I would say he needs to bulk up. <laughs> yeah, because he very just skinny. looks very skinny. Like, it, like he's got he's athletic and things like that, but it's just not convincing at all. Like, it's not. It's like, you dude, know, this is 1999. You're a wrestler. Get some steroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They must be. How are how are they not all on steroids? Andig is like talk to Zandig. Yeah, if you're gonna be a pillar, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna need to take these pills. Dude, I'm uh, sure that was in Zandig's business plan. I'm sure like part of the money he's sourcing for CZW is coming from steroids. steroids yeah, exa- sales. exactly. And you know, like some you know smaller wrestlers can look good and things that you know they're not all big muscle muscle bound people, but just when you're that spindly. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's hard to really give yourself over to it because he's doing these moves that like Dharma is like, Whoa, and you're like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then out of nowhere, oh, I forgot to mention Dahmer Dahmer. also came out with Mr. Meaner, uh, aka DMX, if you want to call him, because he's oh, wearing the same DMX shirt again this week. It's now his attire. This is, yeah, I'm excited to talk about DMX. <laughs> and then at some point, um, jo- Dahmer's like holding Sensational One back and Meaner gets on the apron and goes to clock him oh but w- what feels like it happens every single week of course uh, Sensational One ducks and Meaner decks Dahmer it's the worst de- like it is the <laughs> of all the like fake like of all the pull punches and like not actually wanting to hurt someone he just like barely scratches like it's <laughs> unbelievable yeah really terrible stuff here and uh, it just leads the sensational one doesn't hit a finish, doesn't hit a splash. He pins him off of this terrible punch yeah. at exactly two minutes flat. I was like, what was this? What are we watching here? Yeah. And so then sensational one leaves, the winner. <laughs> he just runs off. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, he just was like, see you later, mate. Dude, that's the smartest thing he's ever done. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to be attached to this segment any, <laughs> yeah. any longer. Yeet. <laughs> and he escapes. Uh, and then afterwards, Dahmer gets the microphone again. I'm like, fuck, we got to this guy <laughs> talk even more. And he cuts another awful promer, prona, ah, promo. Fuck, I'm domering this. 
calling, <laughs> calling uh, Mr. Meaner into the ring. And, and I see exactly where this is going. I'm like, we're going to watch Dahmer fight Mr. Meaner now, yeah. I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, a huge DMX chant from the kids this week, actually. It's always good to see... Uh, kids chanting dmx at a white guy like there's probably some kids who are like who don't know there's another dmx or in the think, crowd <laughs> is it the, like yeah, oh there's a band who named after the wrestler that's wild yeah, yeah. yeah um and then of course cut to the match that begins the match we all needed to see here john Dahmer versus mr meaner um yeah meaner starts strong as the dm ch- chance G- yeah, dmx chance just get louder uh, and then Dahmer takes control he actually hits a decent arn anderson like spine buster here uh, and then baseball slides is nuts, which again <laughs> makes me wonder what are the rules here. Um, there should be like a bell every time something illegal happens, and the refs yeah, just, just don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I DM, I thought DMX is like rel- a pretty decent wrestler relative <laughs> to the others. I'd say like he's mm. fine. Like it's just yeah, he's he's um, it's still a really bad match though. So. Yeah, like the wrestlers are meant to make their opponents look good by like being good wrestlers. Dahmer makes his opponents look good by being such shit <laughs> yeah. that you're just comparing them to him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, both Sensational One and Mr. Meaner were like leagues above. That should have been the match realistically. Yeah. Um, so Meaner, he gets Dahmer down with a closed fist, fist punch and then he goes for the pin and then all of a sudden Diablo Ma- Macabre from earlier come, gets in the ring. Uh, he's clearly meant to like break up the pin, but I think he thought he waited too long. Did, did you notice this? This is like as bad as like the hot tag thing from the first week. Yeah, it's very all very awkward. Like it's all like nobody like it is proper when a kid forgets a line and the nativity is just like <laughs> looking at the donkeys. Like people are looking at each other like, no, it's your line, no, it's your. They're just like waiting for something mm-hmm. to happen, and you're just like, what's going on? And meanwhile, senior referee uh, Rob Hartog is just doing the count, and then he just stops it too because he knows that. Yeah, it's very it's poor form, really. Oh, awful. Uh, so then Diablo. Pablo then clotheslines Meaner, but then we don't get our finish. Uh, and then, but right after, Dahmer hits a perfect plex into the pin to get the win off Mr. Meaner at six minutes thirty-five seconds. Uh, this whole Dahmer, or this whole uh, what's it, Dahmer Diablo thing. It, the last pairing I'd ever want to see. Felt so long that match. <laughs> like it really felt so long. Yeah, yeah. This is only I think uh, like a half hour into the show, and at this point, <laughs> yeah. at this point, I was really feeling it. Yeah. Know? Um, so then afterwards, Dahmer asked Mr. Meaner if he will tow the line. That was his big word. Will you tow the line? <laughs> and Mr. Meaner says, fuck off. And then Dahmer's like, well, you know what? Next month we're doing that match again. He's like, if I win, you got to tow the line. Uh, but if you win, then I'll be suspended for a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you giving yourself the L, bro? Like, what a weird stipulation. And, and by the way, they do one show a month. So <laughs> yeah. he would not be on one show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, which would be great. I'm really like that made me really root for Mr. Meaner to like not to have suspend to see. him. Yeah, that would be great. Um, and then out of nowhere, Diablo uh, Midnight joins, and then Diablo and Midnight continue this beatdown, and they put Meaner through a table. Uh, but of course, you can't just end a segment laying someone out. Those guys leave, and then Mr. Meaner gets back up and gets a microphone. Uh, and he's going to, re- <laughs> he's like going to respond to the challenge clearly, and then an audience member is just trolling him. And he gets in the face of the audience yeah, member. I didn't know if this was like real or what. <laughs> like I was, real. yeah, like it, I, it was crazy. I was like, oh man, because to be fair, I mean, we're only three shows in, but I was like, up until now, it's not been this psycho. Like the everyone's respected the ring at least and not gotten into the wrestlers, but this one was like 
pretty chaotic with that because he's like get in the ring with me bro get in the ring with me <laughs> yeah and then the refs and the crowd control dudes have to like intervene and get in between them but it doesn't give me any time to respond to Dahmer and he just like leaves dejected <laughs> like, yeah it wasn't supposed to happen and that man was Dwayne the Rock Johnson and he called <laughs> out and it's the, the greatest story ever told yeah <laughs> dude what a match that <laughs> yeah um then an, another hard cut we're back to our ring announcer uh, these are his exact words, not mine. Introducing your next wrestler with his new slut, <laughs> Quicksilver. <laughs> oh my. I'm not laughing because it's like, I'm like, what a good, that got him. Like, it's shocking. It's so bad. Like, like so far again, it had been like, not 90. I was like, oh, actually, this is for the area they're in and the vibe they're going for. This has been, and then this week just... Really? straight zero to 100 with just like this sort of stuff all of this stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, and then because like, the, no match happened last month that forced uh, Lady Blaze to be with Quicksilver the, yeah. the uh, sort of assumption you're meant to make here is that Quicksilver like kidnapped her backstage and he comes to the ring dragging her by like the the forearm like an abusive husband does. Yeah, just uh, I don't know if you're going to mention it, but this is called the I Got Your Girl match. <laughs> oh, really? That's the, that was the name in the description is the I Got Your Girl match. Yeah, it's yeah. absurd. That is wild. So then out of nowhere, Rick Blade comes, I mean, not out of nowhere, I guess, coming to protect his woman, wearing <laughs> wearing a new outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. surprising. I thought it was going to be the red gi till the end of time. No, he's uh, passed that to his grandfather now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's wearing track pants with a yellow stripe, sort of CZW themed, and a CZW shirt, so company man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I would expect out of one what of the pillars. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Quicksilver says for this match, if Blade wins, he can have his uh, bitch back. <laughs> <laughs> but if Quicksilver wins, he gets to bang her for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> why it's so weird to be like for 30 days like yeah. to have that bit of respect where you're like no eventually you will get her back yeah it's not like i'm keeping her forever it's because the next show is 30 yeah days true away. yeah and then we'll do this match again <laughs> yeah, this is really bad stuff here uh but it's hilarious because we say it's bad but like this was the exact storyline with x-pac and kane uh, where, like, the winner gets to take Tory for, like, a month. Like, this is very commonplace. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Wrestling. This is, like, we were just surprised. I think previously we were surprised that it wasn't the standard, but this is very much the standard. Like, this yeah. was, the people were like, yeah, of course, they're, of course they're doing that. I got your <laughs> yeah. girl match. We did a Royal Rumble. Of course it's I got your girl this week. At least they have their own stipulation this week. <laughs> yeah. They're not just taking it. Uh, Rick Blade, it says, I accept your speculation <laughs> to accept the match. I just wrote that down because it's, he got the wrong word. It's just fucking hilarious. Uh, and then, yeah, Rick Blade versus Quicksilver. I had it for Lady Blaze's services written here, but in an I Got Your Girl match. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, but there's also, just for getting to the match, there's a weird thing where he goes, uh, Rick Blade's like, because I've listened to your spiel, you're going to have to wait for me. And then he just, like, spends ages, like, getting waiting for the waiting to get in the ring and things like that he just like just walks over to a kid and like gives him like a gift or something like takes his hand wraps off like he's you know like a footballer giving a shirt to the crowd and like mm. thinking this this kid's gonna be made up but i'm like this is weird like just get on with the match he's trying to do like the Bret Hart sunglasses thing, yeah he picks a kid in like the back row yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's ages and then comes back and you're like you're not famous enough to do that like what yeah. are you doing you don't even have your red gi on yeah you. exactly yeah. i barely recognize you um, so it's in this match. I can't believe I never put this together earlier. We might have said it, but you can so tell that Rick Blade loves Rob Van Dam. 
Like, his entire move set, it's, like, sloppy, sort of shitty Rob Van Dam moves. Yeah. Like, and he never just smoothly lands it. Like, every time he does a moonsault, he'll always trip for half a second. He's always just, like, a bit off, you know? Yeah, it's... Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, and so, it keeps going, uh, I would say, with better-than-usual flashy offense. I mean, th- like I said, <laughs> yeah. Rick Blade is sort of shitty, but it's still, like, cool moves in a sense. <laughs> yeah, like, so it, I put that he's very athletic, uh, CZW Uchidors. Um <laughs> But, like, yeah, he is. He's, like, doing flips and stuff. But it's a bit, like, because they don't know how to do the dynamic very well, mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit like that bit in Indiana Jones, you know, where, like, <laughs> the guy's just doing flips and you, you, you're supposed to think it's funny because he's doing it because the other guy's not doing it. So it just looks <laughs> bizarre that this guy's, like, doing backflips and, like, yeah. jumping all over the place. So this guy's like, what What are you doing, mate? <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, yeah, and for those that forget, Quicksilver looks like the biggest bum. Like, <laughs> yeah. This guy looks like he's, he's just... He's like a brute, right? Like, mm. he's like... And in a normal wrestling match, you'd have the dynamic of, like, doing flips and, like, you'd have a nice back and forth on the different styles. But this is... He's just doing flips and the other guy's just, like... Doing nothing. Yeah, just stood there, yeah. And then out of nowhere, though, Quicksilver hits the three amigo suplexes, which I thought was like, I was like, what? Yeah. I thought Eddie Guerrero sort of coined that. But no, Quicksilver is the inventor, I think. Well, I mean, we've learned CZW don't care about who's coined what or who created (laughs) what. They'll use it anyway. Yeah, of course. Uh, Blade starts tying him up with all these surfboards and other submissions. (laughs) It's like he was just playing WCW Revenge (laughs) and just (laughs) just learning new moves and shit. Yeah, he used a cheat code to get the special meter to stay full (laughs) and just always hitting it. Yeah. Uh, Quicksilver crotches him on the top rope, then sort of does this cool like kick, springboard kick, knocking Blade to the outside. Uh, begins hitting him with the trash can. Once again, another appearance from the trash can. Then puts the trash can on him. And you could hear Great the move. kids being like, whoa. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I was a kid and someone put a trash can on another guy. Yeah, and I was like, like, oh, he's fucked. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're like, that's not that's not how that works. Like, what? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's on him. He's not just hitting him with <laughs> yeah. it. He's the trash. <laughs> and then uh, Quicksilver hits a springboard elbow to the trash can. Uh, they matrix out of a pinfall, which was actually the most impressive thing Rick Blade did in this match, probably, uh, into a backslide pin. Quicksilver kicks out, Blade hits an invert DDT and a lion salt, but the ref calls for a rope break before Quicksilver actually puts his foot on the rope. <laughs> you can tell, like, the ref was just a bit too ahead and tells yeah. him, rope break, but there was no rope break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then out of nowhere, Blade hits the Frankensteiner, brings in a table, pulls Quicksilver on top of the table, uh, but gets low blowed, and then, like, a uh, Quicksilver does like a Taco Michinoku driver through the table at 13 minutes 20 seconds. Quicksilver is your winner here. Yeah, it's Quicksilver, but not a quick match. Although I did, I, this is <laughs> probably like I enjoy, I enjoyed this more than the other matches. I think just because it was cool to see someone doing flips like they mm-hmm. were in like Cirque du Soleil, like just going around all over the place. Well, it was a terrible story, but it was a story. There were stakes. There was like moves. There were there were stakes. There, there were they, tables. They wanted to get their girl. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then at that point, Quicksilver just demands Blaze raises his hand, and she gives him the middle finger. But then eventually raises his hand, and they leave together. And that's back in my day. That's how you met your <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how it used to be. None of this Tinder stuff. You just got in a ring with a man. And he just said, I'm wrestling for your bitch. <laughs> She's mine for 30 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it could be 30 years. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, so, yeah, like, we'll see where that one goes next month. Obviously, this feud will continue. 
Uh, by the way, don't know what happened to the junior heavyweight championship or the cruiserweight championship. I thought Quicksilver held that. Was he holding a belt or did I just miss it? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember him holding a belt. Mm. To be fair. Yeah, because that was. I mean, who who fucking knows? Maybe yeah. They, maybe they're doing house shows. In someone's house. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was an exciting one. We cut to introduce the CZW Tag Team Champions, the East LA Bros. Mm. Uh, this time they have actual music and not a rapper. If you remember, a rapper introduced in the first month. Um, and then they get into it with this audience member waving an American flag in their face, <laughs> who I'm just assuming is a racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. The only time I've cheered for the East LA brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the East LA bros suck. Yeah, they are, you know, they were, they were, they're really bad. Just we called them a public enemy knockoff, but like, they, public enemy would dunk on these guys. Yeah, it was just, they are so, chari- no charisma, just like, I don't, I don't know if they've ever trained a day in their life, like, I don't. <laughs> They feel like they don't want to be there as well a bit. Like, it's just like, they're there just to yell at people. That's the part they enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Adenauer get extreme Fahrenheit as their opponents. Um, which, again, I thought these teams were faces and heel. I'm just going to have to get over the whole face-heel dynamic. Yeah, you just you have whole. to let it go, Jordan. Mate. It's <laughs> over. That, it's gone. And, and, of course, extreme Fahrenheit is Heartbreaker and Mr. Motion. Uh, I only know the difference because Heartbreaker has hearts on his tights. Uh, outside of that, I would have been completely lost in this match. Yeah, this. I mean, this. Yeah, this entire match was just like four Weetabix fighting. So <laughs> do, just no, no, nothing. Like so, it was just grey. Like I was so bored by this match. Like just nothing seems to happen. Really, it's just hard to keep interest for me. Well, and on top of that, I mean, we're pretty far into the card now. And nothing really good has happened. So it yeah. really does grate on you after a while. Like, when you're like, man, there's not like one bit of shine on this. I mean, Quicksilver and Blade being a decent match yeah. shows how crazy we were because, in any normal circumstance, that's a dog shit match. Like, I mean, this, you know, I think it shows that maybe we took Kingpins for granted because <laughs> I really, I really could have done with some labored running back and forth right now. Dude, the East LA Bros versus the Kingpins would be the shittiest, <laughs> It'd be slowest so match. Yeah. It'd be 40 minutes long and they'd do one move each. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do wish we could see it. No, <laughs> no Kingpins on this show at all, but we are on Kingpin Watch on this podcast. Well, I'm, I, I was on Kingpin. Watch and in the description on the website where you can stream it, it says King is this matches with the Kingpin. So I don't know if that was like the original plan or something, and like I, I don't know, but I was I was excited to see him when those guys came out. I was like, whoa, they've lost weight. Oh no, it's uh, extreme Fahrenheit. <laughs> it's two real wrestlers. <laughs> I'm sure they were like literally day drinking at like a bowling alley and just forgot to come to the show or something. Maybe, like that. probably, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, so in the ring, you have Mr. Motion and the bro number one. They they never named the East LA bros, <laughs> so I've just got bro one and two. Um, the Extreme Fahrenheit do an elevated leg drop on bro one for a nil, near fall. Uh, the match sort of lost its composure and sort of gets back together. Like Again, any match that's not just one versus one, the wrestlers are so sort of untrained, they'll lose track of what's going on. Yeah. And the match will sort of fall apart here and there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Mr. Motion hits Bro One with the belt twice, uh, but then he just no sells it. He's like, nah, belts don't affect me, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then once again, harkening back to the first episode, we get the hot tag spot completely blown again as Bro One is trying to make the tag. He's been getting worked on the whole time, uh, and he finally makes the tag with the Bro, like it was meant to be the big moment. But the referee actually fucked this one up. And he tries to start saying, I didn't see the tag. That doesn't yeah, count. It, it, was, it is very strange. Just right, completely it? blew it, the referee. And then the bros are like 
fuck off. Like, we're just going to yeah. do this. Uh, and the hot tag actually just gets cut down by motion, just beating down the bro running in. And it's just a fucking mess here. Yeah, definitely. And then this is the strangest moment on maybe any show so far. They're out in the crowd wrestling. Out of nowhere, the ring announcer just says, there's one minute left in this match. <laughs> <laughs> There's no no uh, announcement of a time limit before, after, any part of this. But apparently this is a time match. You, you want to know what time they were at when he called the one-minute call? Go on. Seven minutes 40. Jesus. I mean, I would have called. We were all the announcer at that moment. <laughs> that literally is like, maybe, yeah, someone just called an audible. But I guess the time limit in CZW is 8 minutes 40 because out of nowhere, the ref just starts counting down from, or the announcer counts down from 15, and then the match ends in a time limit draw at 8.40. <laughs> it was really strange because I didn't realize it had ended. Like I was like, it was counting down and then it ends and it was hard to, I was in a haze at that point. Like I was visiting other realms in my head, but I was like, oh, it's... Like, when did that happen? Like, nothing. It just kind of ends. Yeah. It's very strange. It makes no sense. The last match was 13 minutes 20. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Um, the East LA bros leave with the tag titles as the whole arena just, just seems deflated and confused. Because uh, say what you will about like the Taco Bell chants or whatever. Like, East LA bros are sort of over. Like, they are the most over <laughs> tag team yeah. CCW have. Maybe outside of, like, Justice Pan and Nick Gage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was just very confusing. It just didn't make sense at all. No, yeah. It was v- very odd. Although I did enjoy... Then the extreme Fahrenheit run out like ca- like cartoon characters. Yeah, like, well, the, that... way they, the way the way they like jogged out was very funny. <laughs> I didn't catch that actually, but it they needed to leave to set up this big angle afterwards. So they're jawing afterwards, and we should have said like even though uh, East LA Bros didn't have a rapper, they did come out with a guy who, for all we know, might be a rapper. He just probably he yeah, just yeah. wasn't rapping. I'm sure, it's in his tool belt. <laughs> yeah, and then out of nowhere, the ring announcer calls out the East. LA bros like valet like this dude uh and he's like hey if you talk to me that or, or he's the valet starts jawing with him and he's like don't talk to me that way or I'll get you deported and yeah it's like whoa. immigration jail whoa yeah and then he also makes a joke about making him cut his lawn like a minute later just the playbook of racist <laughs> yeah racist immigration jokes yeah here. Uh, and then the ring announcer, who, again, doesn't have a name. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Uh, he challenges him to a match, a, a tuxedo match. <laughs> yeah, now, have, do you know, have you ever heard of this before? No, I've never heard of a tuxedo. Is I, it? I have. And it's essentially, it's it was this gimmick in like the 60s or 70s <laughs> or whatever. Like Jim Cornette would get humiliated in a tuxedo match. Because I it's mean, essentially. Jim Cornette loves being humiliated. That's what <laughs> It's essentially a male, a male brawn panties match. So okay. two guys start in tuxedos, and the match is over when someone is stripped down to their underwear. Hundred percent serious. That's very. I mean, that, uh, I suppose balance out. I got your girl match, but also <laughs> that's an odd one for them to do. Yeah, it seems very. Weird. They, they're not like jokey wrestlers. It seems like like they want to be. I don't know. That's very odd. Yeah, they they don't want to be like you can tell all the roster in CCW would like fight you in a bar if you called them gay. Yeah, they're just like I'm not gay. I like wrestling, but it's hardcore. But like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yet yeah. they're doing like a tuxedo match, which is like literally like a gimmick from like a bygone era. Just so bizarre. I'm very excited for the chance that we will hear while they're doing the tuxedo match. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be. I'm sure they're gonna be very kind. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be super progressive. About it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it also just comes from fucking nowhere. We we don't know the East LA Bros valet name. We don't yeah. know this ring announcer's name. This is all at, completely out of nowhere. Um, and then. 
so they all three guys, the LA bros, just start beating the shit out of the ring announcer. Which I love it. They're like, hey, fuck you, dude. We're, <laughs> we're three people. We'll just beat the shit out of you. And then Extreme Fahrenheit comes back for the save. And it was actually Extreme Fahrenheit who make the immigration joke. Yes. Uh, and yeah, then yeah. challenge them to a rematch for next month. Um, and then the LA bros accept adding the stipulation. No one asked them to do this. Adding the stipulation that if they lose, they'll come out wearing Taco Bell shirts the next month. I mean, that's fun. But I, 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 think, I think that was a bit of ad-libbing. And to be fair play to them, they, they leaned into it. Yeah, I very much doubt the actual Taco Bell legal team were contacted for this stipulation. Yeah, that, no, that's true. Maybe they were all in. Maybe that's what all the money comes in <laughs> next next month, Taco Bell's sponsoring it. Well, and I love that, like, he says, we'll make our Taco Bell shirts and wear them. Like, you can buy Taco Bell shirts. <laughs> Taco Bell is a company already. <laughs> Don't, East LA, they're... They're true. They're true to the streets. They'll make their own Taco Bell shirts. <laughs> uh, so we get a hard cut, and again, uh, we're, it's main event time. The ring announcer is back in the ring, now with the ropes covered in barbed wire, very unimpressively, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I would say for a barbed wire <laughs> match, I've never seen less barbed wire on the ropes. Yeah, it was like this was all they, they'd sold out. when they went. It was the last thing they bought, and the shop had sold out. <laughs> and they were like, Costco's closed. This is all we've got. Yeah, exactly. Make it work. They've got one thin strand going up and down the whole thing, like a zigzag sort of. I mean, I presume it's because they can't get, maybe because they're like insurance and things like that. They were like, well, we can't make it too dangerous because this could go badly wrong. Totally. And I'm not saying, I wasn't expecting like insanity. I wasn't expecting a no ropes barbed wire match. That's for sure. But I was expecting, like, you know, a decent, like, yeah. visual. I, I thought it would look visually sort of impressive. It looked like nothing. It was terrible. Um, so we get Justice Payne, who is introduced as the junior heavyweight champion, thus solving our, our uh, mystery, what his belt was. Not solving the mystery of how he got this belt, either away from Quicksilver or Sensational One. Stole it. He was like, I guess he just stole it, and now it's his belt. Yeah. Uh, and that leads us to the barbed wire match. Justice Payne and Nick Gage versus Zandig and Lobo. Um, Zandig and Lobo once again rush the ring, clear it, and start posing to start the match. <laughs> yeah, of course. I do like that. Like an anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where just muscly men are potent. Zandig could be from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so there's a kid in the crowd who yells, who wants to see some blood? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a few CCW guys that, like, when they started wrestling, they would say, like, uh, Matt Tremont, is the more, more famous one. But he's like, I was there for every single CZW show for the first, like, ten years. And then he became a wrestler. So there's a very good chance a lot of these kids in the crowd will grow up to become deathmatch wrestlers. Oh, anyone recognize some of those faces <laughs> that were shouting Fat and Taco Bell? Yeah, no kidding. Well, and Matt Tremont's not a thin guy, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's who Dahmer was yelling at. Yeah, maybe that inspired him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the match just takes ages to begin, and it begins as a traditional tag, which I thought was sort of weird. I was expecting, like, a tornado sort of what It's called a barbed wire brawl is what this event yeah, is. Yeah, I mean... It's it's I have to try and keep it in context of the show, but it is hard to go from like watching like AEW and things like that <laughs> to watching this because it's just it's so like slow and just like I don't know. There's just there's things that you you could do I think even with the budget and all that where it'd just be a bit faster, a bit more energetic. Like it's just very slow and just very. I was surprised how boring this match was. Yeah, me too. I was really surprised. It, it reminds like it's like playing Smash Bros. sixty four. After like years of all the other ones, yeah, and you're like, wow, this is slow and looks like shit and yeah. it's laggy. <laughs> yeah. and it's like they don't have it solved at all. 
Um, the best thing you could say about it is it is the original, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get a super basic match early. I have written here super boring, especially due to the expectations with these guys. You feel like these guys would act shot out of a cannon, like taking crazy bumps and shit like that. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Maybe that it's also coming in with those expectations, and later on we'll be like, whoa, this is when they got... But, yeah, it's just... They're just trying to do standard wrestling, which mm. is fine when it's not like a gimmick match. Like that's that's okay, but when it's like this, you need to be a bit more. Yeah, I don't know, like em embracing it, I guess. Well, and at one point, Justice Payne needs a stun gun on the top rope, and they're doing like he clearly didn't touch any barbed wire, but they're doing that thing because there's barbed wire on the ropes. You got to act like you just got electrocuted. Yeah, and touch the odd. ropes. Uh, like a second later, Gage uh, gets thrown or just Irish whipped into the side, and again he bumps falls down to his knees like he just got like torn apart you can see there's like no barbed wire on yeah, the, on the yeah. rings um so yeah gage is busted open immediately um and i i think at this point this is three shows straight that he's just bladed openly he loves doing it he just loves it he loves it. it's for the love of the game he just we loves should, blading. we got to keep track like if there's ever a czw show not counting once he's not on if there's ever a CCW show where he's not bleeding i would be shocked yeah 100 but he will be bleed like yeah he, he just he does it before he comes into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Zandig, untangle, uh, he untangles Lobo from the side because Lobo got thrown out and then he sort of holds himself in place pretending to be stuck. So Zandig <laughs> saved him. Uh, at this point, Gage does his patented flip off the top rope to the outside on both Justice Payne and Zandig, which was funny. Uh, Zandig just no-sells it, pops right up to his feet. He goes on a rampage, just smoking Payne and Gage with headshots to the, with the chair. Which is like the most brutal thing in the show so far. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, Zandig he's... at full swing with a chair is crazy. Yeah, he's cool. Well, I like, <laughs> I, he's, he's cool. I would like to be his friend. Zandig like, is cool. There's yeah, no like, way yeah, him. no, I would, I would not drink anything he offered me, and I would not take any drugs that he offered me. But I would like to be his friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's definitely like, he's partying hard. At the, <laughs> yeah, <can> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Payne does this super dangerous Asahi moonsault, and the camera just misses the actual impressive backflip part. You just see that he's like uh, sort of, uh, you know, falling onto the guys on the outside. Um, but the camera work overall for this show pretty solid. I don't have a lot of complaints. Like, yeah, there's, there's didn't miss a lot. No, yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good. There was one moment where like it went out of focus, like they didn't know how to focus it. For, so for just three minutes, it was just super blurry. But apart from that, it was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gay in the ring, Gage suplexes Lobo through this remaining part of a table that was like destroyed from earlier. Uh, Justice Payne jumps off the bay door, like at the because at the random like on one of the walls, you can tell it's like how they bring in deliveries or trucks or whatever. So this big bay door, and he climbs to like sort of this truss on top. If that makes sense. Uh, and then this random thing. So Gage is in the ring, and he calls for fans to start throwing their chairs, <laughs> like the classic ECW spot that we all remember. Um, but, like, Lobo's down on the ground, so he just ducks for cover. And you can tell, like, almost as soon as Gage did this, he realizes why it's a bad idea and how <laughs> dangerous it is. Even Gage regret. This is the one thing that he regrets. Yeah. No regrets apart from that time he asked the audience to throw his chairs. Well, because he's the only standing target in the ring, so yeah. immediately they're getting winged at him. And then also you look on the outside and kids are, like, ducking and shit like that. Yeah. It's just, like... Anyone could just eat a chair to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. <here. laughs> it's really dangerous shit. And then once they have, I mean, a good, like, 20, 30 chairs, like, the, the god mic comes on, and also Gage starts telling people to stop throwing chairs. Uh, and he brings Lobo into the ring, and it hits one DDT onto the pile of chairs. And then the referee and security guards just clear all the chairs from the ring like it never happened. It was very strange. Yeah, Gage, Gage being, like, 
uh, <clears throat> like from I think you should leave, where he's like, "We're all looking for the guy who did this." <laughs> like, he's like, "No, it's you, bro. Like, you're the one who asked for all the chats." <laughs> yeah. At this point, I have written down this match has so little to do with barbed wire. Like, yeah, I was. I thought it was. Yeah, it was strange. It was strange that they just basically immediately left the ring and mm-hmm. were just all over the place. And I guess you're like, okay, big spots, but also, yeah, it's a barbed wire match, mate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, like the last two main events from the last two shows. It has the exact same. You know, they're going to like the stage truss in the corner. Yeah. You know, there's going to be brawling in the crowd. Uh, but this was meant to be a barbed wire match. I was sort of expecting a lot more blood and guts than we've gotten in previous shows, and there was none of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Lobo gets set up on a table, and Gage crushes him with an elbow. This gets maybe your first authentic CZW chant in, in the history of CZW. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zandig does a tope, which is just so weird to see, like, over-the-top rope on the guys. And you're like, this guy shouldn't be flying. <laughs> uh, and then he just lifts Gage up and you can tell when these guys are in the moment and energetic they don't see where they're throwing a guy and yeah. he just throws Gage into this pile of like chairs that are seated without audience members in them and it looks fucking like brutal and yeah. dangerous um, which I'm sure Gage loved um, they wrestle to that familiar stage platform I just bring up when out of nowhere TCK appears attacking Lobo which I sort of like real I realize I like the storyline here because TCK that match he won earlier was the number one contenders for the Iron Man so, I mean, Lobo attacking him, I guess, made sense. It- yeah, they're doing a bit of storytelling. I mean, they tried, They def- there was definitely more of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. Episode. They're building. Show. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing building and, uh, like, they're, they're doing a lot of it on the show as well, which I like. Like Because, obviously, they've not got, like, Raw or, or weekly shows or stuff to kind of do it that are rare. And so you have to do a lot of that in these shows and I, I thought they did well with that stuff to be fair and had more of a focus on it to try and keep it going yeah i totally agree and and then we know we'll see that match next month yeah i won't say i'm clamoring for it i don't think it'll be good <laughs> but we know it's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh in the ring zandig is finally like using the barbed wire he wraps gauge up sort of like the sandman used to do to himself in the barbed wire and then goes to body slam him when justice Payne gets the save uh, and then Gage just sentons onto Zandig, still wrapped up in barbed wire, which was actually a pretty decent spot. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Zandig just hulks up, throws Payne out of the ring, power slams Gage, and pins him clean at 25 minutes and 27 seconds. Too that long. It's about 10 minutes too long. Yeah, I mean, the most it's the most un- yeah, it's too long. It's it's dragged out and like really kind of anticlimactic. Like this was a two-hour show. Like between entrances and shit, this was like you know well over a quarter of the card and then when you bring in that first segment that dreadful fucking segment they, almost half the show is just these guys wrestling bad <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and then to be fair the match wasn't terrible as far as like you know it's not kingpin standard wrestling here they, they're doing decent moves. i wish <laughs> they're taking decent bumps they're doing decent moves it, but it's really nothing memorable nothing special and 25 minutes is like so fucking long yeah i think that's the odd thing i think for this for the entire show really was it was all quite standard and that made it feel like a slog because mm-hmm. when it's standard and not good like that's a slog when it's not standard but very funny then you're like okay i can get through this but yeah when it's standard and kind of boring that's when it's tough yeah this was definitely the toughest thing to get through since we started this podcast and then afterwards so the winners are celebrating in the ring if you were to guess what happened nothing that makes sense would get you to to guess what actually happened zandig just turns on lobo hits him with a fucking clothesline after they win the match together again lobo 
the heel who was like attacking a guy behind his back earlier is now getting like I don't know Zandig who we thought was a babyface. What the fuck is any of this? It doesn't make sense. If it, it literally feels like Zandig was probably just in the moment and just called it on the spot. I think yeah, it's if it's like when you know, kind of like uh, college students writing their first film, and the f- and the twist is just like, and then it's all a dream, and you're like, that, but that's just a bad. It's a bad to, like you're doing it. <laughs> like there's got to be a reason. There's got to be build up. There's got to be the stuff. You can't just have him turn. Like, exactly. No reason. It's Vince Russo swerve for the sake of a swerve. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. And also, like, these guys could have been a tag team. Like, it really was just fucking stupid. I didn't get... But for all we know, they will be a tag team again next month. Yeah, he's wearing a Spider-Man shirt next month. (laughs) Uh, So these two guys just brawl to the back. And then, as always, Justice Payne gets a microphone uh, to call for a louder chant, which they get for about 10 seconds. Uh, and then we fade to black as you can hear the ring announcer asking of the crowd if that was hardcore enough. For <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> Somewhat, I guess. I, guess, yeah. I was expecting a bit more, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your overall rating for the card at a, at a seven? Probably a, a one. Why? Even lower ba- than last week? Yeah, back down. Oh, yeah, back down. Like, mm. Yeah, back down, definitely. Yeah. I uh, any, any particular reason? Just the things I guess we'd gone over? Yeah, this, just kind of like... I mean, because, like, last week, like, I had fun with it. I had fun watching it. Whereas this one was, like, there was some okay stuff, but mm-hmm. it was just very, it just felt boring. Like, the matches were way too long, and there was, like, some positives. Like, you know, they were doing a bit more storyline stuff, but just, like, the actual wrestling just wasn't great. And it felt like, I don't know, like, it, it was just quite a bit of a slog. Yeah, I agree with that. I honestly think 90 minutes is, like, the perfect runtime for these guys yeah. right now. Uh, not perfect. I mean, it... it 90 feels too long. Two hours felt like a fucking slog, like you said. I have it 1.5 out of 7. It's the same thing I gave last week. Uh, just because of the quality of life improvements, they are getting the little things right insofar as the ring announcer giving context, uh, just actual storylines being built month to month. I mean, we do have feuds now, sort yeah. of. We yeah, have yeah, Quicksilver yeah. vs. Blade building. We have, uh, I guess, Dahmer vs. Misdemeanor. Yep. Seeing, seeing he was going to toe the line or whatever. Um, so, yeah, a lot of those quality of life improvements and better lighting. <laughs> uh, but still, I have written here, it's tough to sit through and it's very low quality. Uh, but baby steps are also happening. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next month. Outside show. I don't know. I know, I'm... yeah, I think that's, I think it's, I think they're going to run it very well. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be well organized. If yeah. the indoor shows are anything to go off. <laughs> yeah, all I know is from the little uh, uh, the little thumbnail, they're wrestling on top of, like, a truck. So <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I'm in. Yeah, I'm like, excited. It'll be uh, like The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening. If you're listening to this far, uh, of course, keep supporting The Wrestling Brain. Myself, Jordan Isharm, my co-host, Ben Stead. And we'll get much. at you next week. Thank you. <laughs>